Jesse, Shannon Gross, hanging with the boys. Uh, I am live from, uh, I just moved into a new apartment up here in Frisco, so I am in one of the bedrooms uh, with no furniture and just hanging out. And I can't see Jesse or Nate or Kurt. I don't know which box they're in. <laughs> they can't see me, but they we can all hear each other. So we're gonna, this is our first run at it. We watched uh, Talking Cowboys this morning and it looked really good when they did it, so. I know we're a lot better looking crew than they are, so this should be the best looking show that we try to pull this off on. So, how you doing today, fellas? Can y'all hear me loud and clear? Can you? I'm, I can hear you, Shannon. Yeah, I'm in my fun room, bro. All right, where, where it's you at? It's Nate. Nate. I'm, in, I, I, I'm in my fun room, baby. I'm gonna I'm always let Jesse and Kurt respond first, and then I respond after Jesse. Always. Yes, sir. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, then we'll start with Kurt. Kurt, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I have to uh, send out a warning, though. I'm I'm quarantined in my house with um, a wife, well, no, four I, kids, I and two dogs. If I don't get interrupted, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> Good. It'll be some no, comic absolutely. relief. Jesse, exactly. how you doing, man? Where, where are you broadcasting from? What's up, my fellas? I'm broadcasting from my semi-setup in my office. I got that little thing in the background. I try to be like I was in one of the big networks. Got your little yeah, and I'm, or something? Yeah, it's not a bookshelf. Yeah, it's almost something like that, you know. Okay. And Nate, the fun. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my game room, just having a little fun, you know. Uh, sitting back, you know, big TV, workout stuff, you know, little few balls and stuff. But I'm, I'm having fun, man. I, I really miss you guys, man. I did a show with a cast of characters last week, man, and I'll lob it to uh, Derek Derek Eagleton and uh, Shannon Gross in a heavy way to get me back to, to uh, get me back home. I felt like I was lost. Yes, sir. Uh, Alright, so this is going to be a little little awkward at first till we get the hang of it because whenever you interrupt someone, it kind of cuts off and makes some weird noises, so we'll try to fight through it, but a lot been going on this week. Travis Frederick retiring. Signing Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe. Nate finally got his big, fat, greasy guy he's been wanting. So I want to start with you, Nate. This is the guy that we have been hearing you cry about, just begging, pleading for the last probably three years now to get this greasy guy in the middle. Is this the guy you want, and are you excited about this signing? I'm excited about that signing, Shannon and Jesse and, and, and and uh, my, my man, I can't think of a man name, but uh, you, you forgot, count too. Forgot me already. <laughs> yeah, you count too. But I, I, I promise you, I'm excited because I know, yes, he's a little long in the tooth, but we need guys that can take up blocks, you know, consistently, whether it's versus the run or versus the pass. This guy can take up blocks. He's a veteran guy. He know how to make plays. He's smart. He'll he'll understand the defense, and he'll give you a full day's work. That that's what I've been looking for. A guy that can come in and give us forty or fifty snaps, and give us a full day's work, and that will require two or more blockers at all times. That can that'll give our linebackers a chance to run free, and give our outside defensive ends a chance to really rush the pass and not so much worry about the run. So you're talking yes, about McCoy. I'm talking about Dontario Poe. He will he mm-hmm. will free up everybody. And even McCoy 
will will function better with this guy. He's a, he's 32 years old. Played a couple of years with Carolina his last few years. A guy out of Oklahoma. He's nice. He's a little long in the two. But what I think what they're replacing, they're replacing Malik Collins. And uh, we haven't got anything with Tristan Hill, so we don't know what he was going to do. But these guys will be more consistent. Uh, may not make as many plays in their, in the, when they were in their prime, but they will be able to make plays and make things happen for these, once again, for these linebackers and outside pass rushes once we get another one on the, on the um, right side. Jesse, you think, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts about the two new guys? No, I, I love what Nate. I love what Nate is saying because we saw last year what happened when uh, guys like Leighton Van Der Esch and, and, and Jalen Smith had to deal with 300-pound dudes. They struggled. They, they struggled. Those aren't your linebackers that you want to get held up with those 300-pound dudes. Those are the guys that you want running freely. Well, how do you get them running freely? How do you get them running sideline to sideline and downhill, diagnosing plays? With Sean Lee coming back for another year, you know he's going to know what is happening. You know where he's he's going to know where to go. Um, we just hope that his body can hold up. But that happens when he's not having to deal with big 300-pound dudes grabbing on him and holding on him. Having those two, and Nate like to say, big, greasy fellas up front, it allows those guys free access. And if they can just be athletes, if Jalen Smith can just be an athlete, if Leighton Vanderis, you know, God bless, hope his next works, uh, next kills and, and is ready to go, and, and Sean Lee, if they can just be athletes and roam and make tackles, now that's going to be something that's going to be amazing. Were you surprised that they went for these veterans instead of re-signing Collins? Because Collins' deal was pretty no. cheap. Yeah, I, I, th- no. I think... I think I think moving I think moving sometimes you gotta just move on. I know no other guys, you know, Dontarius Poe and, and McCoy, those guys who come with a little bit of you know, a little bit of you know, skins on the wall, some Pro Bowls appearances, some you know, they they were really big players in this league for a long time. And so I think I think having that new blood come in, moving out with some of the old and and, and, and I think what we've got is better than what we let go in Dontarius Poe and and, and uh, McCoy. You know, and I agree with you, Jesse. What 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 what's sad is you expected more from Elite College. You know, he's been here four or five years. Uh, he's spent a lot of time on the injured reserve, and, and and you can't shine like that. Okay, he he went up with the uh, old defensive coordinator up to the Raiders. That's fine, but we need guys that are be consistent, and you know you know what you're going to get week in and week out with Gerald McCoy and Dontario Poe. We didn't Malik Collins, we didn't know whether it's gonna be healthy. He he would flash one or two games and all of a sudden he would disappear. And that that was the inconsistency of our whole defensive line. Is people would flash and then they would disappear. We need for guys up front to be very, very consistent so the rest of this defense can find a home. So as of as of right now, how does the defensive line look? How do these guys fit in? What's your starting your front line right now? Well, right now it's Dontario Poe, uh, Jerry McCoy, and then, you know you got you got D Ware, but uh, I mean D Law, but we don't know who is coming from the other side. You know, I'm not putting any stock in the Randy Gregory. Love the kid to death. I hope he spent half the season, you know, getting his body and mind back right. But we got to go out and find somebody. Maybe somebody in the draft that we can get in the first, second, or third round. Uh, maybe it's it, another it, guy it? out there. Isn't this where Tyrone Crawford comes back into play? I think he's been playing out of position a lot of times, trying to play inside. You know, I don't think he was ever big enough to play that interior defensive line. I think now when you have those big guys in there, he can have more time as a rush in on that right-hand side where, 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 where Quinn played last year. And then if we're rotating, you have a rotation going on, then maybe move him inside every now and again. But 
kind of move him back outside. He can finally start earning some of that money that he's been paid all these years. Move him back outside and let him be a Russian instead of being a, a you know interior rusher where I, they've had I, in the last couple of years. I, I hear what you're saying, Jesse, but I think if he would have had one hip surgery, I think he had two hip surgeries. I'm I correct, uh, Shannon. Yeah, it was both hips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That trust me when I say you can put as much titanium steel you want. But when you got 300 pounders banging on you, whether it's a tackle or a guard, I was I will believe in that Jesse. When I see it, I agree. This guy uh, he plays well. His motor never stops running. He's very very good versus the run, especially at defensive end. I agree with you. I hope that he can come back healthy. But they're gonna have to trigger. They're gonna have to target somebody in this draft. Or they have to go out and get a, a, a another free agent, you know, to come in and try to fill that role because you don't know how his body's going to hold up. All right, let's move on a little bit. Normally we would probably go to a break right about now, but there's no breaks in this show because we haven't been together in so long. We thought we would give you one solid hour of these four faces. I don't know what direction everybody's in, but we're here. And thank you, Wayne. So Stop what you said on the airwaves. <laughs> so what you saying, Shannon, is somebody maybe facing another way, giving you another another view of something? What are you saying? Well, like right now, I'm looking this way, and I might be looking off the screen, or I might be looking at Kurt. I'm Don't like, do that. Look into the screen, so, Shannon. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I'll look into the screen. <laughs> you know what we need to what we need to do on the next show? We should since we're all. At shelter in place if you're in Dallas or some of the surrounding counties we should get Wingstop to deliver to our home for the next show next week and we can oh, look at you together on air what do you think well, about that always trying Megan? to work free food aren't you what's, what's her name Megan yes. right Megan that's her name yes the lady that came yes Megan Yes. Holla at me. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, make it happen, man. Because that doesn't uh, sound creepy at all. <laughs> Not, will at, we, all. Will Not we, at all. Will we be back to our regular time, guys? Next next week at eleven o'clock on Monday. We should be. Yes. We, yeah. Since this, yeah. Since this technology is working out, we should be every Monday at eleven. So. Cool. So I like that. I like the sound are, of that. However long we are stuck in shelter and in place. So speaking of. All right, we talked a little football. We'll get into a little bit more football because I want to get your thoughts on – I know Jesse, you and Nate think it's a terrible idea letting Byron Jones go. A couple of guys came here for a year and got paid. Uh, Randall Cobb, Robert Quinn, get y'all's thoughts on that. But what have you been doing to pass the time since we've kind of been – stuck at home and, and not been able to get out of work and stuff. Kurt, what, what are you going absolutely nuts in your house with all those people and pets? <laughs> Actually, it's been really busy. It's been one of the busiest marches we've had just because we're working on a, a special book and uh, we've also got a draft magazine we're working on. So I've actually been pretty busy, yeah, which you, is good. Have you gotten more work done at home? Probably because people aren't coming in and out of your office and calling you and emailing you? Well, there's still people coming in and out. It's just diff- a little different. So, um, but yeah, it, it's thankfully I've been pretty pretty hectic, pretty busy. So I haven't had to uh, sit around and worry about what's going on. I guess that's good. What about you, Jesse? I know schools are shut down right now. What what have you been doing to pass the time? So one of the things that I've had to do, being that I'm the director of athletics, is I've had to get things in place for the PE. Um, so make sure all my PE teachers and you know slash coaches 
That's physical education for you guys that don't know what PE mean. Right. Uh, get them set up for some online stuff. Um, I've actually, so I'm, I'm, this guy on Twitter reached out to me. He's a military dude. And he, 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 he challenged me for a, in a push-up battle, challenge, whatever. And he said, who can do the most push-ups in a week? And a loser has to make a charitable donation to, to that person's charity of choice in their name. So uh, that started yesterday. He's up. He's up 600 push-ups on me. He did. He did uh, 1,100 <laughs> yesterday. I did 500. So Dang. at the end of this thing, at the end of this thing, somebody's gonna be real swole, and somebody's charity's gonna be able to, you know, get a donation in, in, in their name. So, wow. <laughs> but no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been running. I've been, I've been, I've been trying to get myself, you know, back in some of the shape, uh, doing push-ups, working out in the garage and stuff like that. But I'm just pacing like a, like a lion in a cage. Yeah. Five, you say yeah, you did 500 push-ups? Yesterday, yeah. Oof, he did 11. He did do 11 Herschel push-ups. style push-ups, and you can do a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Chinese push-ups, push-ups half. Do, Kurt? Me? Oh. Yeah, in a day. In a day? Well, yeah. Five? Yeah, I, I hope I can do more than that, but I don't think I can do 500. I'm a <laughs> long way from that. What you been doing? Oh been man! At home? You been getting uh, out? What are you been, you been riding the road? No, nah, no. Nah. What I what I've been doing almost every other day is I've been getting up around about eight nine o'clock. You know, doing my prayers and stuff like that. Then I get in my car and go to a filling station where ain't no people around. Fill my car up. Like I drove down to Louisiana, Manny, Louisiana, and turned around. I drove halfway to Tennessee, turned around. You know, tomorrow I'm going to drive halfway somewhere else and turn around. You know, as long as there ain't no people around, I'm good. I just be riding. I get in my car and ride two, three hours a day. Then I come so back home, hang out with the wife. We have uh, debates about things and having fun. Don't even have a destination. You just drive and then decide, mm. okay, that's far enough. I'm going back. Yeah, stop at some local uh, place, uh, you know, because everybody drives through. So I just get in somebody's line. You know, it's you know, shorter the line about it. I just turn around, man. I listen to gospel, listen to R and B, listen to uh, audio books, man. It's just I'm loving it, man. I you know, I I want this virus to go away, but I hope everybody stay at home like they are now, because you can just put your car on seventy five and let it ride. What about you, what about you, Shannon? What have you been doing? Man, you been I, moving. I, I, I moved yesterday. Well, I forgot what day it was already this week. I thought today was Monday. I'm, we moved uh, Sunday, so we moved into a new place up in Frisco and spent uh, all that day Sunday. Plan has now been dethroned. You've been dethroned. Your bachelor plan is no longer exists anymore, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's broken up. It's dismantled. Yes, mm. the remnants are there's some remnants around the new apartment, but for for the the grand yeah. scheme of things, it's 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 a done deal. So I heard that. Uh, I heard the we we moved in, huh? Yeah, you heard that, right, yeah, Kurt? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple <laughs> of fish. I've got a couple of fish tanks with some fish. So we are in the new apartment. No, I moved in with my uh, my lovely girlfriend Megan, and we are now. Wait, hold on. Did you move into her place, or you got? Did you guys move into a new place together, or you moved into her place? No, we both moved into a new place. So she was in okay. a, she right. was in a spot down in uptown, and I was too. And then um, we moved into a uh, a bigger place up here, three bedroom up here in Frisco. Actually, right down the street from the Star, about four minutes from the Star. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save about 120 bucks a month in tolls <laughs> and about an <laughs> no hour and a half hour and a half to two hours a day. I get back in my life that I'm not sitting in traffic. So 
You I'm can pretty, ride your bike I'm to work every day. Up. I actually could. I could. Yeah. But but you know what? For what you gain, if you gain time, you'll pay for that. You'll pay for that apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I'm happy I, for you, Shannon. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm happy. I'm excited. It's a. It's it's different. It's going to be different living in the suburbs, living up in the the burb life. But it's a, it's a good kind of different. This is actually where it's kind of funny. Um, about five blocks down the street is where I first moved 16 years ago when I came here and took the job in the Cowboys Pro Shop when I when we had one in Stonebriar Mall. That's what I moved here to take a job doing um, to be the store manager there. And there was nothing out here. Like in, I moved in with a, a buddy of mine that was actually my my boss at the time, and he lived in a subdivision um, off Lebanon. And um, there was nothing out here. There was like a Bank of America, That's right. Hooters, a church, and a La Hacienda Ranch, and a mall. And that was it. And now it's 16 years later, man. There's apartments everywhere, and there's restaurants and bars, and it's 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 cool to see how it's built up. So I'm, I'm in a Shannon with a girlfriend. That's right. Life comes full circle, man. <laughs> so here I am. So enough about me. Let's talk about Travis Frederick. What what? I wasn't really surprised. Um, I guess it was kind of, kind of a, you know, I would. I don't know any of the details. I don't know what you guys have heard because uh, I hadn't been in the office and hadn't really heard a lot. But I would imagine, is, is was it health related? I would think it would be. Um, not not that anything's wrong with him, but just, you know, longevity of his career and things like that. What have, have you guys heard anything about the reasoning, or is it just that time that? For him to leave the game or what? Yeah, I don't think. Well, go ahead, Jesse. I know from what I've gathered, from what he, the statement that he put out, and just from, you know, just as a former player, I think a lot of it for him. There, there's a, and you guys all know this. There's a level of pride that some players have more than others. Others, and I think for Travis, he he's the kind of guy who wants to be able to make sure he's carrying his own load, and he wants to make sure that he's able to 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 be the very best that he can, not just for himself, but for the brothers to his right and to his left and for the guy that he lines up with every single day. And he also wants to be like, you know what, they're paying me a decent amount of money. I should be able to be at a certain place. And I think he, he came to a point where he just realized, I can't. I, 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 I can't do enough. Uh, and I have more pride in to keep going out there, stealing checks and, 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 and doing things at this job that I just really can't completely do. So I think for him, it was just one of those, you know, man in the mirror type situations where let me look myself in the mirror and let's be honest. And you don't see that a lot. You don't see that a lot from a lot of guys. So I think a lot of it had to do with it was it was a pride thing for him knowing that he couldn't give out all that he know that he want all that he knew that he wanted to give out for for his paycheck, for his team, for the star, for his brothers. And when you can't some some people have enough um, character and integrity in them to say, you know what? If I'm not going to be the very best that I can be, then I I need to walk away and let somebody else do this. Yeah, I think that was probably the main reason too. But also, he he you know in, in his statement he said last season was difficult. So, you know, we don't know for sure what all he was going through health wise, and and he had such a serious you know disease he was battling through that I don't know maybe maybe it truly was from a health standpoint that it just got tougher and tougher him for him to get ready for the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I'm, gl- I'm glad he made the decision, you know, and uh, 
and maybe as time go on and one of us get a chance to catch him in the hall because I think he'll be always be a part of the Cowboy uh, family. So we'll catch him in the hall and say, man, what, what, really, what, what really happened to get you out of there uh, to the point where you feel like it was time to retire? So I'm kind of with Jess and I'm kind of with you, Kurt, that, hey, you know, life goes on. And he's a smart guy, graduated, I think, some type of engineer. So he's a smart guy. Money's yeah. uh, lined up probably right. Uh, he's, you know, this it got me because I just saw a deal where he was out uh, feeding kids and doing great things during this uh, uh, time of need in America. So, I mean, this this guy has a life. And a lot of guys, like Jesse says, you know, it, you know, football is their life. But a lot of guys have things outside of football that can be fulfilling. It makes that decision easier for a guy of, of, of his nature and his standards. So. I mean, kudos to you guys. I think y'all are all over it, man. Yeah, and he's one of the, you know, you hear about the character of guys and, and good guys and the right kind of guys. Travis from from day one came in, and, uh, you know, he, he's always been one of the guys that will talk to you. He's a super smart guy, has great conversation, um, would talk to you if you – pulled him to the side in the locker room, would have a conversation with you and wouldn't BS you, would, would tell you straight how it is. Always willing to do things. Um, great guy in the community. You know, he has his tackle hunger um, calls that he, you know, my calls, my cleats every year, that's always his calls. He's always, he's one of the people that when um, PR needs something in the community, like he's one of the first guys that they go to and he always says yes. So he's not only on the field, which where he was a beast, um, off the field, he's really going to be missed too because he was, you know, just so involved in the community and, and such a good role model. And he's one of those guys in that locker room on that offensive line where he was, he was the glue. He was the guy they all looked to, and whatever Travis kind of said is kind of what the offensive line did. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who who steps up and fills that role and, and is kind of the leader of those guys. And, and I was going to ask you that. Well, Nate. I think that the, the biggest thing what is this, what that is we the can center probably position do look like now? Is, is, is it Joe Looney's you know, job? Have those it, writing assignments? Because it's going to be tough for us to come together. To the young guy, uh, the young McGovern, the young McGovern in the third round pick, he'll get a more serious so look there because I think with a new coach, and Jesse, I want you to jump on this at the end, with a new coach, you don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I'm quite sure that's a blow to them, and but I think they're ready to make that move. Uh, they don't know these guys the way that we do or the last coaching staff. So a lot of guys that get opportunities who didn't think they would if they if they're ready when their when their turn comes. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have to put somebody in there. They may start with Looney, but if this kid uh, McGovern does what he uh, need to do, you know, and show that he's ample. Uh, he may fit in it. And like I was trying to tell some guys the other day, yesterday when this happened is, you don't know really what schemes these coaches going to run because a couple of years ago, our guards, centers, and tackles was running all over the place three years ago. Screens, traps, pull. That went away this past year. Uh, a lot of that went away, you know, uh, the way we ran the offense. So we don't know what these coaches got in store and what players will really fit as far as offensive linemen into the scheme of what Coach McCarthy and uh, the offensive coordinator wants to do. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you think, you know, with the brotherhood, you think, man, come on. You know, brotherhood, let me know that you're going you're gonna to walk away so I can, <laughs> I, can, I can go in there and have a little bit more say-so in this contract for at least a long-term deal. 
So yeah, I mean, if I'm Joe Looney and I don't, I, I'm just high, I'm speculating. I don't know, but if I'm Joe Looney, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit high that Travis. Not that he retired. Do what you got to do, my brother. But hey, just pick up the phone and say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about walking away. So if you're gonna go ahead and get a new deal, go ahead and get a new deal. So that's just my my thought process. Well, well, dollars well, on the table, it, huh? It, yeah, you know, I, I tell you, man. It, 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 you know, he he probably one of those guys that thought about it, but didn't know until it hit him. You know, he probably thought about it, thought about it, and just didn't know until he hit it. And then I promise you, when he when it hit him, he probably wanted to call his guys, man. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, Looney, you know, let me tell you something, Jess. It ain't too late for Looney. Hey, it ain't too many good offensive linemen out there. It ain't too late for Looney. <laughs> what you guys were you guys surprised by? Uh... Jeff Heath leaving? I think that one caught, caught me off guard a little bit. Nah, because uh, he – my question has been, and, and y'all guys have heard me say this towards the end of the season, is it truly the players – now, some guys are who they are. We know who they are. Is it truly the guys or how much is the technique or lack of scheming fits into this? Jesse said – a lot of times on our show that, man, the coaching need to be better. And let, let's just see how some of these guys fare. There's a lot of guys that have left here and went into other schemes and have been very, very successful. Let's just see if he's one of those, one of these guys. Or was he just that guy that I always thought was a, was a very good third safety? Is somebody typing? Is somebody typing emails? What, <laughs> is, what are you doing? I see why his phone blowing up. He got like eight devices going. Oh, okay. Uh, we can, we, we can hear you, but I don't think the public can hear you. So we'll just keep going. Um, with the departure of of Jeff Heath, Jesse, what kind of player can we expect out of uh, Haha? I know he uh, he's been in the league a little while. He was. A, pretty impactful player early in his career. I can't say I've watched him a whole lot the last couple of years, but what do you think we're getting with that signing? I think you get a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, with HaHa, you get a guy who can be a playmaker, but also, you know, he can be a guy who can make business decisions when it comes to make tackles, and he's a guy who sometimes can gamble. Now, the thing about a gambler, I'm okay with the gambler. It's, it's when you gamble. Right? I don't need you gambling when the game's on the line. Like, it, there's, you have to be. A, there's a difference between being a gambler and being a smart gambler. I look at guys like Asante Samuels. Right, when he was playing in his prime, like he was a smart gambler. He knew when it was time to take his shots and it's in, in a pick and choose when it was going. To, it was time to go and gamble. I don't. I don't like Janoris Jenkins type gamblers. I don't. I don't like that type of a gambler where it, or, or, or a guy like that where it costs you big. So for him. He, he's going to give you. He's going to give you the athleticism. He's going to give you the ability to make plays in the back end. Um, but you you have to take the bad with the good with him. He's going to be a gambler. He's going to be a guy that may not always come up and and be a surefire tackler. Uh, he may not be a guy who's always going to be in the right place. That's what history says about him. Um, now he may come here. Things may change when he gets with Mike Nolan, and, and he may get more under control, whatever. But. With him, you're gonna have to take the good with the bad. He, he's gonna make some plays, but there's gonna be some point in time in the game where you're gonna be scratching your head like, "Ha ha, what are you doing?" So, I think I think if we can get more of the good, ha ha, than the bad, ha ha, then I'm okay with that. 
You know, I, I agree with Jesse, man. But, you know, we've been screaming for playmakers, man. But can we get this dude under control, you know, and uh, and make sure he's doing in the right – being in the right place and lining up well. You know, he had a lot of interceptions there early in his career with Green Bay, you know, not so much the last few years. And he had, he did, he had a nice year, I think, with Chicago last year. But I wish Jesse everything that I've read, you know, uh, I saw him a lot at Bama. And he played well at Bama because the head coach didn't play. Well, Coach uh, McCarthy and his guys, Coach Nolan and his guys, uh, opened the door like, hey, man, we understand you like to gamble. We know you. But, hey, play the defense first. Right. Is he an upgrade from, from Jeff Heath, or are we getting kind of the same guy just in a different – no, I, I I think he's an upgrade. I do. I definitely do think he's he's an upgrade from uh, from Jeff Heath. He, you're, you're going to see more playmaking ability from the back end. You're going to see a guy who's able to cover a little bit better than Jeff Heath in the back end. Um, Jeff Heath was he was he was a steady Eddie, right? He wasn't going to he wasn't going to kill you, but he wasn't going to really help you a lot of times. And sometimes he was out of position himself as well. I think this is definitely an upgrade uh, from Jeff Heath. Um, we just, again, it's all about him making the right decision at the right time on when he's going to go gamble, when he's not going to go gamble. Um, but if, if if we can get him to, to play somewhat according to the game plan and not have him do his own thing, you're going to get a really good player who's going to give you three to four to five interceptions in a season. And that, to me, will be a major upgrade than what we've had the last couple of years in safety. That'll help if he does what Jesse's talking about. That'll help us win two games. That'll help us win two games. That'll give our two offense games. the ball back. Uh, I think I'm back up, fellas, and I gotta ask two games. Know. So yeah, that'll win us two games. I'm, I'm serious because uh, and Jesse, you jump in on interceptions are contagious. Once one guy start doing it, other guys will start doing it. You know, it, you know, it just seemed like. Ain't no one guy going to be able to do it. It's going to take several guys. What I'm saying, if he can get five, let's say if, if uh, Xavier Wood can hold on to the ball, he he had four or five and dropped. I'm with Jesse. It's like when you make these picks, a lot of times these picks to help you turn around games. And at the same time, when you drop these picks, they help you lose games. You know, so it ain't going to be just him. I'm like – when you get a playmaker and a guy that, that actually goes and get the ball, it, it, a lot of times it gets contagious. And I and I'm and I'm banking, uh, and I'm not saying that the coaches that left here uh, are not smart, but they played a, a simple system, and now they got a system that may be a little bit more difficult for quarterbacks to read to give these dudes opportunity. I, I just want to see. That's my biggest thing in this training camp. I want to go out. I'm gonna try to find a way to get out there. Because I want to see if we run a few different schemes. And then also, I think for for the defensive scheme, for the opposing offense, it makes the quarterback hesitate just a little bit. You know, I just I just can't point the guy out and say, I'm going at, I'm going after Jeff Heath, right? I got to say, wait a second. This is ha-ha. He was, you know, a, a guy who was a highly touted guy coming out of Alabama, and he played well in this league. So if, if I can get the quarterback to flinch a half a second, if I can get him to think just Thank a little you. bit more about taking that shot, this again, this allows those guys who are blitzing and allows Tank to get around the edge a little bit more. So this, all those things come into play when you have a guy back there that they, they semi-respect. You know, and the more interceptions you begin to have, the more respect you begin to have. But I think coming in, Haha has a has a, a level of respect from certain quarterbacks. I'm not saying that he is, you know, he he is the next Rod Woodson or he's the next, you know, whatever. But I'm saying that he has a level of respect that quarterbacks have to just just for a nanosecond, just for a moment, think. Can I fit that ball in there? Should I throw this ball in there? 
And that sometimes can be the difference maker in a ball game. So do you guys feel that with his signing and the two defensive tackles, that the safety and defensive tackle are now in good hands or in good shape? I'm not going to go there so quick. I I just want to see – you know, uh, you know, you can get me once, but you'll never get me twice. And I don't care if it is a different coaching staff. I, I want to see how the players react and how they and how in the schemes and stuff. And so, I, you know, as the season go on and as we get into the, you know, I'm relying on Jesse a lot because Jesse knows coverages, he knows things. And Jesse, I'm relying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay on you a lot, bro. What does this mean? What did this look like? Because if it, you know, I, I could tell what we was in. You know, and, I, and I'm not a big coverage guy. You know, you see that single high safety. You see the guy walking down in the box, moving back and forth. You ain't fooling nobody with that. I, I'm sorry you're not. And uh, But other teams do a little bit more than that. You know, they, they, they corners move around. They don't sit there. Now, an uh, experienced quarterback can read it quicker than I can. I'm just an uh, average guy when it comes to that. But Jesse could tell you a lot of times, you know, I've heard him say, this ball going there, this ball going there. And I've listened to uh, – the safety that works with us there at the Cowboys and uh, say the same thing. And I'm like, well, okay, okay. I can tell you about some runs, you know, and how to, you know, scheme up some runs. And if a safety dropping the box, who the seventh man is, but you, you know, this thing can get complicated. If you had, a, if you had the right guys that can run the scheme and understand the scheme. And, and so if you got guys that can understand the scheme and can disguise just a little bit, like you like just said, that nanosecond, Sometimes that's all it need for that for that DN to get to that quarterback or to make that quarterback hurry. And then Clinton, Dix, uh, Xavier, uh, Antoine, or uh, Brown can jump that rock and, and make a play. You brought up Antonio um, Anthony Brown. Were you guys surprised that they re-signed him? That, that kind of no. That kind of no. caught me off a little bit. No. Why? No. Why, why and the reason I'm saying it. The reason, the reason that I'm saying no, he got hurt. The way he started the year, he started out like, whoa, man, ain't no way in the world we can let Brown go. Then all of a sudden he fell off a cliff. Then he got hurt. Then he, he didn't come back and just dominate and take the job. You know, so no, uh, he signed a one-year deal, show me, and it'll be something better out there for you the next year. You know, he, he, he signed a security, uh, a security deal. Here's one thing that this defense, Mike Nolan and the defense will be doing a lot that you need. Um, one of the reasons why a guy like Alumba was let go, because you need the speed. You need guys that are going to be up in your face, pressing, press coverage, and be able to have the ability to run downfield with receivers. That's why a guy like, that's why you see a lot of those guys who have speed get brought back. Because when you're talking about how they're going to run defense, they're going to have their corners up in your face, there's going to be some press. And so you're going to have to be able to get out there and get on your giddy up, and and be able to run with receivers. And you know when you look when you look at the guys they have now, now. Now I'm not comfortable with the guys they have right now. We had to start a game this Sunday. I'm I'm not comfortable with those guys being my starting cornerbacks. Um, but uh, we need we we need better corners. But right now I think look at the speed part of things. They they want guys who can turn and run uh, with the receivers with the way they play defense. Glad, glad you. Say again. 
I think so. I, I think I think corner will be the priority. Um, if not corner, then maybe another defensive lineman uh, somewhere. Maybe rush in because now again, if I if I have a if I got pressure up front and I got guys coming off the edge, then I can be kind of almost a little bit subpar on the outside because I'm creating so much pressure. The pockets are collapsing. They can't do anything, and I'm getting to the quarterback. Now he doesn't have clean lanes to throw in. He doesn't have time, and so where, where I'm lacking with with experience and playmaking ability, I, I make up for it in he, that quarterback not having enough time to go out there and really beat us up down the field. I agree. So I ask, Nate, I'll ask you. I agree. Do your, now that you've added you know, two guys in the middle, you've added a safety that, that has playmaking potential, um, does your focus in the draft shift to corner and an edge rusher, or would you be okay with if one of these, you know, top top receivers slides down to seventeen, are you still focusing on on defense, Nate, in the draft? You you have to, you you have sunk your money. You and I, I was telling some guys, and they kind of mouth kind of dropped open. The Cowboys have declared who they are. They have declared we are offensive team. I'll, and don't get don't get it mixed up now, Kansas City. They have declared their offensive team. The Ravens have declared their defensive team. You know, some teams are so dominant, and they let you know not only by who they, by how they play, but who they pay. And they are paying our offense. They are, they are not skimping on nothing. And they're gonna they're gonna try to piece together a defense. And so the only way they, and the only way they can get some 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 clout on defense is to go out and draft some guys. So I think they got to go out and get the best available defensive player. Not 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 if it's a corner, not if it's a safety. If that guy falls to you perfect and he's and he's a D lineman, you got to get him. If he's a corner, you got to get him. Now I understand they they don't love safeties and all of this hand. It ain't a, a value. The best defensive player that falls to you that can be on that field and make an impact. You have to get this kid opportunity to play for you. Well, I think I think that's what they've done with with bringing in those two guys on the inside. You've already sealed up your linebacking core. You added another piece to the uh, the secondary in haha. I think it it, it, mm-hmm. it lends you more to now picking best available and not having to go in with a right. specific need. Saying, you know what, I need to get this or I need to get that. I can go right. in and say, oh, if a DM falls to me, I'll take him. Oh, if a linebacker falls to right. me, okay. If a quarterback falls, you know, I, I'm, I don't. If, if a receiver falls to me, I don't have to go in with a defined need for something. I can go in and say, we've put ourselves in a position where we can go in and whoever is there, we can take them. We can trade back. We can add more picks. It all depends on what's there and what you want. When you're able to kind of hit big and free agency, then you allow yourself to go into the draft and not being strapped for one thing. Curry, I agree you with you, Jesse. Go ahead. I agree with you, Jesse. I agree with you, Jesse. But it it, it better be defense, man, because uh, unlike Kansas City, unlike uh, Green Bay before last year, these teams have proven that we'll go to the playoffs with a lack of defense. We'll go in the and we'll go in and we'll get into the second round. We have not proven. With, Nate, on, by having a lack of defense that we can go for. Championships. Defense just gives you I, another opportunity no, I'm to get not, back on offense. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue that with you, Jess. I, I'm with you. I'm not gonna argue that. But 
are we going to be good enough to where we control that ball 32 minutes with touchdowns and not field goals? And see, I'm with you. You declare who you are and you win. And the reason I'm, and the reason I'm open to it is because of Coach McCarthy and his offensive mind. So I'm with you. So, but in this draft, you're going to have to go get some horses on defense. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm through arguing about offense, defense. If you declare yourself like the Cowboys have, that's who you got to roll with. But you got to use all the tools that have been handed to you. Kurt, are you opposed to if a, one of these wide receivers, one of these top wide receivers, falls to you at 13, grabbing in there, or would you trade back and because somebody's going to want one of these receivers, trade back and 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 try to save picks and get a go all defense? Sooner or later, fellas. Sooner or later, fellas. You you gonna have to have a defensive player or two. I, I, I'm, I'm honest. You gonna, you know, even Kansas City. You know, they they went to the scrap heap and, and, and got a collection of guys. You know, and and I and I and I, and I hate to call a, another player scrap scrap heap because that's how folks look at me. But Breland in the secondary, you know, he he flourished last year for them. Uh, a couple other guys flourished for them. We we didn't think much of Wilson, but he flourished for them. We didn't give uh, Hitchens a, 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 a – we didn't even throw off at him. He flourished for them. I'm saying in the right system, you still have to go get players that can do, can do your scheme and perform. And Chris Jones is the glue there. Him and Tyrone Mathis on the back end, which is a safety. And then you got Chris Jones up front, who's a horse. I mean, you're going to have to have one or two players. I don't yeah, care. Nate, but it, I, I, you think, know. I, think the, I think the biggest thing, and, and I fall victim to this because I even forget sometimes that I still think we're under the Jason Garrett era. And I remember, I'm like, oh, snap, he's not here anymore. We're under a new, we're under a new regime now. And I think when yes, you sir. talk about the Chiefs and you talk about other teams like that, well, what they've done is they've gone and get players and then molded their defense to fit that player's strength. That's the part where we've lacked here in Dallas over the last 10 years. We would go get players yes. that they would just run a defense and try to fit players into that defense. And that was yes. always the complicated thing is how can I get these guys to fit into this? How can I put these squares into this circle? And it was just kind of force them in there, force them in there, and it wasn't working. Instead of them saying, well, how can I fit my puzzle to fit this piece? And so now you start trying to go and get pieces and say, all right, if this guy's not a – if he's not a man-to-man corner, then I'm not going to put him in a man-to-man situation. I'm going to put him in a zone situation. That's where he thrives at. And this is guy not an outside corner. I'm not going to play him in an outside corner. Now, sometimes you have, you know, you're, 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 you're scrambling at times in the season when you have to go play a guy out of position sometimes. But for the most part, those teams that you're talking about, the Breelands and the Chris Jones and the Tyron, those guys, yes. that defense was, it, it, it was molded and fit to the players that they had. It wasn't the other way around. And when you go about and, and it that's, that way, now you're able to have more success from those guys because they're playing a part of the puzzle. They're not, you, you know what I'm saying? They're not being 
playing out of position or out of, out of place. They're just doing what they're capable of doing, a la how you talked about how Jimmy Johnson did it back in the day. He would say, listen, man, well, right. that's how Bill Belichick does it. They say, I'm not going right. to have this guy playing, you know, this position when he can't. Yeah, and, and see, I, and that's what I was saying earlier about is they're gonna is, is they gonna scheme it up? It's all about the scheme and going out and getting players. Like Don Terrio Poe is, is a big athletic guy, greasy guy, hoggy guy, I, and I love that. But but Jerry McCoy is a different type of athlete. They know how to play these guys. They they have spent their time putting pieces together. I hope like this in the back end scheming like this. So I, I'm with you guys 100. percent And it's gonna come. That's why I'm saying. We have to get to know this coaching staff. That's what we have to rely on each other. You know, like I said, Jess, I'm gonna be relying on you a lot. Saying, okay, well, what does it look like back there? Is it does it? And I know during training camp they're gonna try to hide stuff. But you, when you knew, you can't hide much. You know, you may not go in the preseason showing it, but you gonna have to show it in training camp. What we talking about is over time, Jet, uh, uh, Kurt. They, you know, over time, you know, now some guys ain't gonna always be perfectly. That, that mean guys, guys ain't. Yeah, but the thing you, is, I think that's what you see them doing right now. I think you see the Cowboys already. You know, they're letting guys go and they're bringing other guys in because they know right. they know what they want this final picture to look like. You know, Mike Nolan and McCarthy have sat down and said, "Here's what I need. I, I'm playing this style. I'm looking for this type of player to fit." You know what I'm saying? Like, so they know what it is that they want to have in this system, and then they're going to get those guys. And they're saying, "Okay, he's really good at this. He's really good at that." And then, but this is why they pay these guys the big bucks because once you bring all these players in, now you have to begin to shape and mold this thing so where it fits and it's cohesive and it gels the the, the right way. So. Preach, ask, Jesse. How, how, do they, how do they get it done? That's why they pay those guys the big bucks to get it done, to figure this thing out, to, to have a vision of what you want. And now I'm going to get the little things. And they say, hey, Will McClay, I need this. Hey, Steven, I need, I need I need this guy to get signed. I know what, what do we got? How, what, you know, how much money we have? How much we're hard to cap? Okay, we can't get him. I need someone similar to him. Okay, I got all the guys that I need now. What's in the draft that we, you know, we're relatively close to go get? Now they go and get those pieces See. and say, okay. This is uh, here's a, here's what I want people to understand. I know that we're dying and, and we're waiting for a championship to happen. That type of stuff probably won't happen in year one. You you need especially now when we're dealing with this corona situation and guys can't even be together. Like they can't even be in the building with one another. Coaches can't be around players. Players can't be around coaches. Guys can't be together. So th- this may take a little bit more time for it to develop. I'm not saying ten years. I'm just saying. If this thing doesn't come out the gate looking the way you want it to look, give it a little time. It's going to take a little time for all this to come together, especially with us not having or potentially not having the ability to get together like we normally would with OTAs and mini camps and so on and so forth. I understand this right here. The Chris Covingtons and the Antoine Woods who are free, have, have they been signed yet? See, you got to look at the guys that – yeah, Antoine Woods has he been signed? So yeah, Antoine, look at Antoine the, Woods still he's still here, he's still here. He's still on the contract. You you look at guys and and, and, you, and you say to yourself, uh, 
Uh, they've been tendered offers because these coaches are looking at film. And like Jesse said, they know the pieces they want, man. And uh, guys are, you know, I've passed by a few guys before we had the shutdown over that, the star in the forward center. And guys had that bewildered look, Jess, in their eyes like, yo, man, yeah, yo, man, the new, new coaching staff, you got to prove yourself now. That's real. The inconsistency real. stops. So, uh, like Jess said, at the beginning of the year, if this corona thing eases up and people get get to do what they need to do, uh, a lot of guys, you don't be shocked when, you know, like, oh, wow, they like that guy. Well, Jason didn't like that guy. And I'm talking about Coach Garrett. And they didn't like that guy. But they like this guy. They have a role for this guy. Who like, hey, one man's treasure could be another man's trash and vice versa. Fellas, I got to get ready to prepare to get out of here. I got to do something a little bit, a little bit later. I appreciate you guys. Coming on 30 minutes earlier so I can be a part of this. And, and y'all say we'll be back uh, Monday at 11. Is that cool or we'll know more as time go on, yeah. Shannon? Yeah, I think we're going to try to get back to our normal scheduled uh, time on Mondays. Um, Mondays at 11 o'clock. We'll, it'll be on the website. Check the schedule on the website. I think something's going on with Kurt's audio. Nate, you got to get out of here. So, Jesse, I don't want to be stuck with just me and you for the next 10 <laughs> minutes. So, we're going to bail, too. Okay, that's hey, hey, but look at here, man. Hey, hey, I'm trying to fight. Hey, hey, y'all, I gotta go. I'm trying to fight my wife off, man. Y'all be good now, all right? Take it easy. All right, we'll see you, Nate. <laughs> Kurt, thanks. All right, hey, bye Matt bye. Kent, thanks for getting yeah. this up and working for us. Thanks, Ken, thanks, great. Matt. Yep, we'll be back. All right, next bye week. bye, Check fellas. the website to find out when we'll be there. Should be Mondays at 11. If not, the time will be there. Jesse, good hanging out with you. Can't wait to see your sexy face again, man, in person. Always, my brother. Love you. Y'all right. be good, we'll man. God bless, man. See you guys next right. week. Later. All right. Bye-bye.